As we are all gathered here today in this place, it has become my or our responsibility to bring a message to the people about how we should care for our mother, the earth. Our creator has given to us our mother, the earth, and upon our mother, the earth, from our mother, the earth, comes everything that people need to sustain their life here on earth. We are given the waters, the good clean waters, which our life depends upon, and the many fruits and vegetables, the food that we use to sustain our lives, we take from our mother, the earth. Our mother of the earth provides for us the medicines that we need in our daily lives as we move about on this earth. These medicines are provided for us to use and we look at them or think of them not as something that we use only in times of sickness, but they are there as good medicine for us to, that, to ensure that we might have a good mind, a strong mind, a healthy mind, if we would use them rightly. And they have a principle one, just as all of the life-giving plants do everything that sustains our life, have a principle one. Then also, along with the medicines growing in the bush and growing from the lowest bushes up into the sky world, we have the trees, the woodlands. And we have, are ever thankful for the woodlands that we have, for they again are given to us as a gift that we might benefit from them and live a good life. And they have a principal one this being the maple tree. And from this again, we get the good medicine for life. We have the sweet water to drink when the air in our part of the country turns warm again. This is our sign that once again, the warm air has returned, that we might have life. We have our grandfathers, the thundering voices, who carry the waters to the land that our food will grow, what we depend on for life, our sustenance, will grow and be plentiful again. And on moving about in the sky world, we have our brother the sun, who brings heat and light to the earth so that we do not walk around and move about in darkness, and so that the plant life will grow and that life will flourish here on earth. We have also in the sky world our grandmother, the moon, who shines down on us and who has a direct relationship to the female life of all the species living on this earth. She has a direct relationship to the rise and fall of the big waters on this earth. She, ha she is the determiner of when new life will come, new life will be born here on this earth. And also in the sky world are the beautiful stars that we look on in the nighttime. There was a time when our people were pure enough 
so that they knew the language of the stars and they could communicate with the stars. Today, in these times, there are few people who still have this power, this knowledge of the language of the stars. But we give thanks that the, the moon and the sun and the stars are there still moving about in the sky world as they were given at the beginning of our time, the beginning of the creation. And even if we don't any longer know the full language of the stars, we can look at them, and again, they are good medicine when you look at their beauty shining in the nighttime sky. Within our prophecies, prophecies we are told that all of these things, all of these gifts for which we give thanks to our Creator, are the ones who will tell us when a changing of the earth is coming about. For they will be, having been abused, they will be withdrawn from us, and we can no longer depend on them. Among them will be our grandfathers, the thunders, who bring the rain and who dampen the mother earth, giving fresh water to drink to the earth, refreshing the, the springs of water that we drink. And when the time comes and they will have finished their duty, here on earth, the people will cry, the children will cry, for there will be nothing to look forward to that will tend to and care for the earth and everything that grows from it, our life support system. And when the time comes and our grandfathers, the thunderers, will no longer carry on their responsibility because people have lost respect. People have lost the ability to be thankful for the gifts that are given so freely from our Creator. That the earth will become dry and plant life will not grow anymore when the power of our thundering uh, voices, our grandfathers, is taken from us. Our brother the sun who gives us heat and light, will also become something that will begin to take life. From the pollution in our language of today, the sun will become affected. And this brother of ours, who has been a great help in bringing and supporting our life so that plant life will grow, and so that life will go on in the way that we are accustomed to it. We'll begin to decrease in the instruction that he has been given. Things will not be right with our brother the sun, and human people here on this earth will suffer from the heat of the sun. Rather than it being a benefit to us, our children will cry, and people will cry, because of this that can happen to the sun. We do not know if mankind can change whatever the changes that is coming about. Our Creator did not tell us this. We are only told in our instruction that we must be ever thankful and respectful and use these gifts wisely. And our brother the sun is one of these gifts that are so taken for granted 
And so the prophecy says that people will suffer from the sun. And the people, the leadership, the governments, I'll say, of this whole earth will no longer be able to sit together and talk in peace. They will not be able to come to um, decisions. They will not be able to come together to talk. And this will begin, we are told, in the land far across the big ocean, in the land of the white sand. And this will spread, and soon it will hit where our homeland is, and our leaders will begin in time not to be able to counsel and not to come to decisions when they sit and talk. And the people, again, will suffer from this. We are told that there will come a time when the people will come to the original people, peoples of the earth, asking and then begging for their help in how to deal with all of these things that will begin happening or will be happening to the people of this earth and to the earth itself. And we are told that the peoples of the earth who do not have an original way of life to follow will be making for themselves new ways to believe in, will be creating for themselves new guidelines to live by that are not originally from the Creator. And we don't know the outcome of this except that people will suffer and that they will be searching endlessly for a, a true way to believe in, a true way to follow. The rains, the rain clouds that bring us the rain, that moisturizes the earth and allows for plant life to grow so that we might have life, will have finished their duty. They will have become um, something that we won't see anymore. But before that happens, we will have rain and rain and rain. And the rain will cause people to suffer. And the rain will cause people to be crying. And so at that time, we do not know again what the outcome will be, except that people will suffer from the rain. And when the rain clouds will become out of balance and then the earth will have cracks in it from the dry, dry weather seasons. And the people will cry from this. And many, many different kinds of upheaval will happen from the uh, natural phenomena, the weather. And people will suffer from it. For we are told that all of these things that are gifts to us for our benefit are being misused, abused, and people take them for granted rather than being thankful for whatever comes to us in the form of weather. Within our, our uh, way of life, we are instructed never to complain about any kind of weather that we have. 
when we hear our grandfather's thundering coming with a force of wind, there is surely some elder somewhere in our territory giving thanks and offering our sacred tobacco that our grandfathers, the thunderers, are still with us and doing their duty and providing for our life. And then there will come times when the fierce, hard-blowing winds, along with the thunders, the heavy rains, will come from the direction of the setting sun and will take much land with it. It will take things that are growing along with it and lay things flat. And the earth will slowly um, die, I guess you say in English. For things will not grow where this land has been um, taken. And after about three more years of this happening um, steadily in sequence, one year after another, then we do not know what our Creator will have in store for us. And we are told that there will come a time when our good medicine from the earth, which has its own special thanksgiving ceremony all by itself, um, the strawberry, the principle of all the fruit, the fruit life on this land, will become scarce. And then one time will come and we will not be able to see the strawberry. For the strawberry is good medicine to people. You feel very good when you see the fresh blossoms of the strawberry every year. And then when you see the fruit ripen, everyone gets very excited and it's a real uplifting of your spirits to see this come about. But there will come a time when we will look for the strawberry and it will not be there. We have this thanksgiving for the strawberry that I mentioned and we are told that when that time comes to our people, then we may use the red leaves, if there are only leaves, and give our thanksgiving still that the strawberry plant is there, although the berry has not appeared. Then this will be acceptable as a thanksgiving to our Creator. The chief of the woodlands is the maple, and we will see the maple begin to decay and die from the top from the pollution in the earth and from the disrespect that has been given to the gifts that Creator has given us so freely. And there will come a time uh, when you will see the male, the male portion of humankind moving about in places that they're not, we're not accustomed to seeing, behaving in a manner that the male person should not be behaving, for they will be in a bewildered state. Confusion has set in into their minds and not really knowing how to make decisions about what to do with whatever problems are at hand. They will be walking ahead of the leadership They'll be walking in front of the leaders and showing great respect for the leadership of the nations. And there will be a time when children, babies, infants will be born 
to this earth, and they will stay only for a little while. Their visit will become shorter and shorter, and there will be much more of this occurring. And pretty soon, there will be no more infants, no more babies. And I think in all our minds, we know what can bring this about in these times today. When I was growing up, I was always told that there will be a come a time in our life when it will be hard to tell the difference between men and women. For they will be dressing alike, and they will be looking alike, and moving about in the same way. Where women won't move about as women should, and men will not move about as the men should. There will come a time when we will see the clouds bearing the rain that will come from the east rather than the west from where we ordinarily see our storms coming from. And it will come with a very fierce, strong force from the direction of the setting sun, moving toward the direction of the, of the uh, when they will come from the direction of the rising sun, excuse me, and move westward to the direction of the setting sun. And this again will cause much turmoil and fear. But to us it will be a sign that the changing of the earth is near. For this, these clouds will be gone into the western horizon. So you're and, and we won't see them anymore bringing the rain. I myself have a very quick message for the women of indigenous, from the women of the indigenous peoples. And I would say, from the women of this earth. Our mother earth is crying from abuse and disrespect. And the mothers of the nations of this earth are also crying. I'm speaking about the mothers who have not lost the relationship to our mother earth. I'm speaking about the mothers and the women who still are connected to the things of earth, to the life-giving Mother Earth. I'm talking about the mothers who, in spite of all of the stress in today's times, that are hanging on and really doing battle, that our traditions might live on that these true ways that were given to our people will live on, that our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, our children seven generations into the future will have clean water, will have water to drink, will have clean food to, put, to take into their bodies so that there will be life. We are in very, very difficult times, and it becomes an individual kind of uh, thing for people to change their lifestyle in order for what is going on on this earth to change. We cannot wait for large, huge amounts of monies from huge 
committees or organizations to make the changes for us. And in our nation, the women have a very noble, respectful place in our societies. And the women are in the forefront of keeping our traditions, of keeping our ways of life that were given to us in the beginning of our time. And this is the way we are told that it should be. Our leadership do not make decisions without input, without the advice, without consulting with the women within our nations. Because the mothers, the women, are life givers themselves. So as the earth is crying, the mothers of the nations are bleeding in their hearts and crying also for the future generations of our people. With the Ungwehmue, which are the original people of this turtle island, now called America, North America, South America, Western Hemisphere, with the original people here, the Creator gave us instructions, all of us, each of us, many nations, many people. We all have our own stories of creation, and they're wonderful stories, they're beautiful stories, and they're true. And we all agree with them, and we believe them. And for the Haudenosaunee, and for all the people at one time, he gave us instructions of how to live, and this is what you have heard. And after he gave these instructions, then the leaders were supposed to carry that out among their villages and wherever they were. And then for the Haudenosaunee, in a time of great strife, a thousand years ago or more, uh, when we had forgotten our directions and we were fighting amongst ourselves, then at that time we received the great law, the great tree, the great tree of peace. He gave us a symbol for peace. He gave us the process for peace that you call democracy. Those we have long before the landfall of Columbus on these lands. People were free here. They lived free. They were free people, free nations. They understood that. Independent and sovereign. And so we are yet. And after we had been here a while, then our white brothers came across the sea not very long ago. Some of our people say five days ago. 500 years is all that you have been here, and yet look about and see what's happened. And at that time, we were instructed once more on how to survive and what we would have to do to deal with. And we were told way back in 1799 by one of our chiefs who had been given instructions and a vision. He told us at that time that there were four things that you would need to survive on. One thing would be you must stay away from the strong drink, from the whiskey the white man brought. That will destroy your nation. He said the second thing that will destroy your nation is the Bible that he brings with him, the black book, that he himself cannot agree upon. That will destroy your nation. He said the other thing that will destroy your nation is the fiddle or the culture of the people, what they bring. He said that will destroy your nation. 
And the last thing he said was, and the playing cards will destroy your nation. They will come. Any one of the four together or singly, they will destroy your nation. Those were the instructions we were given, 1799. And then we were told at that time that we would receive no more instructions. We have what we need to survive. They told us we have our traditional ways, our ceremonies, our thanksgiving to carry them out. And that's how our people will survive. No other way. That's how life will survive. My uncle tells me and reminds me that what they said was that by keeping our traditional ways, our thanksgivings, and, and carrying this out, we are supporting life. That when we stop, when the indigenous nations stop giving thanks, then things will stop growing also. And the values of food will go down, the value of money will mean nothing, and all of the things that we're talking about will come about. And so it's up to the people. And when he was given this message, he was in despair. He said, well, what's the use? Why should we try? And they told him, they said, this will happen to be sure. You make sure it's not your generation. That's all that you can do. It's up to you. Each generation must strive and do for themselves. And so Chief Jake Swamp will talk about the second message, the great symbol that he just planted in Central Park here in New York. Done it. I am going to talk about the symbol of the Tree of Peace as it relates to what was prophesied in the time when our peoples in those times were destroying one another through the use of weapons and warfare. When the peacemaker completed and installed the leaders, he asked them to stand in a circle with joined hands and with the tree in the center. He told them that one day this would happen. Somewhere, from some direction, a people will come, and they will bring with them sharp objects, and then they will start to chop at the roots of peace. The tree will weaken for a time, and then the tree will start to fall. It will fall on the joined hands of the leaders. And he instructed them to be strong when that time arrives. Do not lose your grip, he told them. For if you do, the peace will never return. For in, their, in those times when you are burdened, by its heaviness and its weight. There will be great many children born, and when they observe you in pain, 
of the burden that you have carrying. They will move forward and they will help you to raise the tree of peace again. And at this time, the prophecy is being fulfilled. Our leaders are tired because of everything that has come to our nation's territories. All the elements of discourse. But we are fortunate that many people around the world are now born as those children that were meant to be. So that we can promote the peace and make humankind understand that peace must prevail in the world if we are to survive as a human race. It is true that we have many prophecies, maybe 200 that I can think of in my mind. Many of these prophecies have already fulfilled. Many of our children were born deformed, as it was predicted by our ancestors, and it came to pass. Many other things are in store for our people. But one thing we should not forget is that we must have hope. Prophecies are warnings to us so that we must work hard to preserve our future for the benefit of our grandchildren in the future. I give thanks today before we close that all of you people that came here and you stayed here all day long and sat in your positions and you heard the messages of our brothers and sisters from north and south directions, west and east. It is very important that all of the children of the world get together now to work towards a global peace that we all desire for our children. Thank you very much. Yeah. The call of unity for unity and peace is very strong again. Jake has said that some of the leadership from his generation and his grandfather's generation are tired. And each generation can only do what it can do for its own generation. in working to save the earth. 
because we're in a rush for time for our lives and for the life of Mother Earth. And that message has come across again very strongly in the Iroquois delegation presentation. Masicho. <laughs>